Welcome to New Generation Church with Pastor Eddie Medina. So this morning, I um, want to share with you, the Lord gave me this message, and I want to share it with you. If you will open your Bible in Jonah chapter 1, Jonah chapter 1. The Old Testament, Jonah chapter 1. And I'm going to base myself on verse 1 through 5. You guys have it? Praise God. And it reads... Now the word of the Lord came to Jonah, son of Amittai, saying, Arise, go to Nineveh, the great city, and cry out against it. For the wickedness has come upon, has come up before me. But Jonah arose to flee to Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. He went down to Joppa and found a ship going to Tarshish. So he paid the fare and went down into it to go with them to Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. Verse 4, but the Lord sent out a great wind on the sea, and there was a mighty tempest on the sea, so that the ship was about to be broken up. Then the mariners were afraid, and every man cried out to his God, and threw the cargo that was in the ship into the sea to lighten the load. But Jonah had gone down into the lowest parts of the ship, had lain down and was fast asleep. Today's topic is don't leave his presence. Don't leave his presence. So don't leave his presence. I want to start off by saying that the name Jonah means dove. A dove is a symbol of the Holy Spirit, according to Scripture. Jonah was a prophet of God and a servant of God. And God used Jonah to bring a word, a word that fulfilled what God spoke to him. You can read it in 2 Kings chapter 14. You don't have to go there, but it's 2 Kings chapter 14, verse 25. And it reads, Jeroboam. 
II recovered the territories of Israel between Lebo Hamath and the Dead Sea. But then it says, just as the Lord, the God of Israel, had promised. And then it says, through Jonah, the son of Amittai, the prophet from Gath Hafer. So God used Jonah as a prophet, as his servant. But here in the book of Jonah, we read what God says. Now notice, a word of the Lord came to Jonah, the son of Amittai, saying, Arise, go to Nineveh. Now, at this moment, this season, because in life there's different seasons. We just saw an example that in a different season, God used Jonah to bring a word that God has promised. And in this season, God has a task for Jonah. And he tells him, arise and go to Nineveh, to the great city, and cry out against it. And the Bible says, for their wickedness has come up before me. So God wanted Jonah to go to Nineveh to go and preach his word. Now, there was a reason for that because the Bible says that it says, for their wickedness has come up before me. Now, I want to say this morning that, as I mentioned in prayer, There is no doubt in your life that God has a purpose for you and for me. There is a destiny to fulfill. There is a calling in your life that God is calling you to do. See, this morning, when God calls you, God calls you. When the Holy Spirit speaks, he speaks. When God wants you to do something, he wants you to do it. When God wants to use you to fulfill that, God will make it happen one way or another. So he tells them, arise, Jonah, he says, and go to Nineveh, the great city, and cry out against it, for the wickedness has come before me. Now, if I would ask you this morning, are you getting up? Are you doing what God wants you to do in this season? Where does God want you? Where does God want you? And the Bible says, you know, you would think, I mean, just reading the scripture, 2 Kings 14.25, that it talks about Jonah, that, you know, because he is a prophet, he's a servant, and God used him, I'll repeat it again, God used Jonah to bring a word, something that God had promised, God used Jonah. You would think, you know, that Jonah would say, you know what, God has used me in the past, I want God to continue to use me, I want to hear from God, God, what do you want me to do? 
But that was not the case. Now, this is a different season. Now, what I'm saying different seasons is that in every season, I believe that we are to obey God where God wants us to do. Amen? You know, one day you could do ministry in one area, but another day God wants you to do something else. Amen? You know, even in life, we go through different seasons. But in this case, whatever season you are in or if... You know, the seasons change. We want to be and do what God wants us to do. But the Bible says that in this case, Jonah, it says, but Jonah arose. He did get up, but he went a different way. The Bible says he arose to flee to Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. Now think about it. You know, God speaks to Jonah and he tells him, Jonah, I want you to go to Nineveh and I want you to preach because there is wickedness over there. And how many know that it's not what we want, it's all about what God wants. And Jonah arose to flee to Tarsus from the presence of the Lord. Now, I believe, it doesn't say, but I believe that he was maybe fighting it. You've ever been there? Where you're fighting it? God is telling you, you know, I want you to do this. Not necessarily just ministry, but you know, God is telling you something, but you are fighting it. Or maybe you are struggling with it. Amen? And I think that Jonah, because I mean, think about it. It's a blessing to be used by God. It's an honor to serve God and to be used by God. But in this case, you know, Jonah was probably saying, you know what? I don't want to do that. I don't want to go to Nineveh. So what did he do? He says, I'm going to go the opposite way. I'm not going to Nineveh. He says, I'm going to Tarsus. Now, you got to think about this. Jonah went the opposite. Why? He wanted to escape his task. Now, understand this. From where Jonah lived to Tarsus, we read that it was five hundred miles. Not five hundred, more than five hundred. Two thousand five hundred. Do you get the point? He's trying to flee. He wants to go the furthest away from his task, what God was calling him to do. He wanted to go to Nineveh. Nineveh now, now Nineveh from his hometown, it's only 500 miles. Do you see the picture? From 2,500 to 500, he says, you know what, I'm going to Tarsus because that's the furthest I want to go. 
But how many know that when God is calling you, you can't escape. You can't hide. Amen? Let, let, me, let me go a little bit deeper. When God calls you, he calls you. When God chose you, he chose you. When you belong to him, you belong to him. You don't belong to the devil. Amen? Even though we want to do, you know, we want to go our own ways. We want to do what I want to do. I, you know, this is what I want to do. But God says, no, you belong to me. You are my property. I chose you. I died for you. I paid a heavy price for you. So, Jonah arose to flee. Now, notice what it says, from the presence of the Lord. You know, I was looking up that word, presence of the Lord. It speaks, in Hebrew, it speaks of his face. Jonah was trying to hide from the face of the Lord. Let me say something, church, how important it is to be in his presence. To seek the presence of God. Now notice that, notice that the scripture says two times, not one time, two times it says that he was trying to flee the presence of the Lord. He says it in verse 3, he says it twice. And you know what he did? He says, nah, he goes, I'm not going to do what you want me to do. I'm going to go the opposite direction. I'm going to Tarsus. It's going to be far. And the Bible says that he paid the fare. In other words, he paid the ticket. Be careful what you buy. Be careful what you buy. Now, the Bible says, when you read the Bible, listen, church. Even, even before, in the beginning, the Bible talks of Lucifer. I mean, think about it. Lucifer was what? He was in the presence of God. But Lucifer wanted to what? He wanted to be more than God. When you go to Genesis, you read Adam and Eve. Hear me what I'm saying. And the Bible says in Genesis 3.8, it says, And they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves. Look what it says. They hid themselves from the presence of the Lord among the trees of the garden. Now I'm going somewhere with this. Because of sin, they were hiding. Hear me out. And then in verse, in chapter 4, verse 16, we see another example. The Bible says, And Cain went out from the presence of the Lord and dwelt in the land of Nod on the east of Eden. Now you know about Cain, he killed who? His brother. It was sin. And then you read in Job chapter 1, verse 12, it says, And the Lord said to Satan, 
Behold all that he has in your power. Only do not lay a hand on his person. So Satan went out from the presence of the Lord. Notice. Jonah. Was not in his presence. Just think about what I'm about to say. When you are in his presence, everything changes. Your perspective changes. Your thinking changes. Your heart, most important, your heart changes. See, in his presence, everything evil has to go. Any anger, any bitterness towards people, towards anything, everything has to go in the presence of God. That's why Satan would do anything for you not to be in his presence. And most of all, in his presence, you will find and it will be easy to do what God wants you to do. Now, you cannot, hear me, when you have a calling and God is speaking to you, God is speaking to you, you cannot hide from God. The Bible says in Psalms 139, verse 7 through 12, the New Living Translation, it says, I can never escape from your spirit. I can never get away from your presence. If I go up to heaven, you are there. If I go down to the grave, you are there. If I ride on the wings of the morning, if I dwell by the farthest oceans, even there your hand will guide me and your strength will support me. I could ask darkness to hide me and the light around me to become night. But even in darkness, I cannot hide from you. To you, the night shines as bright as day. Darkness and light are the same to you. How many know you can't hide from God? How many know that when God is talking to you, church, see, that's why the topic is don't leave his presence. When we leave his presence, we act on our own way. What we think, that I'm right, don't matter what people think. Yes, it does matter. It does matter because that's your future. Those are the seeds you're sowing right now for tomorrow, your harvest. And see, the Bible says that Jonah, he went down, the Bible says, to Joppa and found a ship going to Tarsus. So he paid the fare and went down into it to go with them to Tarsus from, there it is, from the presence of the Lord. So church, hear me. Don't pay that ticket. What happens, let me ask you a question. What happens when we don't obey, but instead disobey? I'm talking about you and your relationship with God. I'm not talking about the relationship with you and your spouse, or the pastor, your friend, your best friend. Whoever it is, I'm talking about your relationship with God. 
See, you got to learn. You, got, you have to learn. You have to develop to hear what God is saying to you. Because, see, when God speaks to you, it's not going to matter what other people say. What's going to matter is what he's telling you to do. And see, and when you obey God, guess what? Because you obey God, God will take charge of the rest of the people. God will touch your spouse. God will touch the other person. Why? Because in the beginning, you begin to what? To be obedient to God. But see, what happens is that many times we obey more what man is saying. We obey more what the husband or the wife or the children. You know, no, 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 no. What God wants, he wants to hear for you to hear from him what he's telling you. And that only happens how? In his presence. In his presence. So what happens when you don't obey but instead disobey? It's called, here it is. It's really, I, I mentioned it. It's called sin. Jonah disobeyed. In the Bible, sin, hear me, is described as a transgression, an act that goes against the law of God. And not only against the law of God, but also rebellion against God. I mean, think about it. If God told Jonah, Jonah, go to Nineveh. But he says, no, I'm going to Tarsus. That's rebellion. That's rebellion. And you know, and, and let me give you a, a free one right here. That's the reason why many times, many times, we are not enjoying because we're not in the correct place in life, in ministry, your spiritual life. You don't en you're not enjoying the moment. Because, see, you're not where the Lord is leading you, where he's guiding you, where he wants you in the season that we are in. And, and um, Jonah, that was in his assignment. He, God never said, go to Tarsus. He never said that. Did he say that? He never said that. He says, go to Nineveh. There's a need over there. I, I want to use you. Like I used you in the past, I want to use you again. But in this season, you're going to Nineveh. You're going to preach to them because there is wickedness that is coming before me. What's your assignment, church? And you know, James said in the, in the New Testament, James chapter 4, verse 17, he said this. Therefore, to him, speaking to us, who knows to do good and does not do it, to him it is sin. That's heavy right there. That means that if you know how to do good, but you're not doing it, it is sin to you. Now, let's go further. God is speaking to you. He's telling you. But you're not doing it. That is sin to you. I'm going to go further then. You don't want to say an amen. I'm going to go further. 
See, all of us, we know how to do good. The Bible teaches us what to do, what is right, what is correct. And the Bible says that if we don't do it, it is sin to us. It's a sin. Now, Sin is sin. Got this from a pastor. It's an old message, but he put this. He said, if you don't think, if you don't think sin is fun, then you just never did it correctly. But here, get, get this, church. Now, Sin can be not being in his will. Sin can be not forgiven. Sin can be having hatred towards someone. Sin can be that you're, you are walking in the flesh. Amen? Walking in the flesh or living in the flesh. But see, sin, hear me can be fun for a season. For a season. And you've heard me say it before, but I, I wrote it down all correctly. Sin always keep you longer than you want to stay. Let that sink in you. Sin always keeps you longer than you want to stay. It will always cost you more than you want to pay. Sin will take you further than you want to go. It doesn't necessarily have to be a sin with your sin nature. It can just be not doing or being where the Lord wants you to be. That's why I said, don't pay for the ticket. Some of you are tempted. To pay for the ticket. And don't get it twisted, church. Put in my notes. Jonah might even thought that the Lord had provided for the ticket. Lying devil. Don't be led by your circumstances. Be careful. Don't leave his presence. Are you hearing me this morning, church? Don't leave his presence. Spend time in the presence of God. Where you, in his presence, hear me, church, in his presence, you can hear his voice clearly. In his presence, you are in the right environment. His tangible presence is present right there. His anointing is flowing. Don't leave his presence, church. That's the only reason why Jonah went the opposite direction. Left his presence. 
That's why, hear me what I'm going to say. You get these crazy ideas that are not godly. They're not of God. They're from your own sin nature. That I'm going to do this. I'm tired of this. You know, this, this, and that. But I can assure you that when you are in God's presence, everything changes. Because the Holy Spirit is there. The Spirit of God is there. The Spirit of God deals with your heart, brings conviction for our good, for you and for me. And, you know, it says that when he paid for the fare, hear me out, church, when he paid for the ticket, Everything began to go downhill. Did you know that? I'm going to say this. Did you know that when a person falls, what I mean by that is that he's living in sin. He's not walking with God no more. It doesn't happen overnight. There are steps. There are steps. You start off with a little bit, and then it goes a little bit bigger, then a little bit bigger, and then bigger, and suddenly just big enough. We're just talking about that, me and my wife coming over here. It happens, church, little by little. Notice that the Bible says that when he, he went and paid the fare, it says, and went down into it. He started going down. To go, look what he says, to go with who? To go with them. When you read the Bible, you know who was them? There were other people who did not serve the real Hebrew God. Them, they served another God. I don't know if you're getting it, church. Little by little, as you start walking away from the presence of God, then suddenly you are within the people that do not want nothing with the Lord Jesus Christ. So what happens? You start talking like them. You start acting like them. You start walking with them. You start watching like them. Come on, church. He says to go with them to Tarsus. Then it says from the presence of the Lord. The moment he paid the ticket. See some of you you're at this. You're, you're like this. Should I get it or should I not? Should I pay for the ticket or not? You're fighting it. And he said with, forget that. He paid it. And the Bible says he went down into it to go with them. To Tarsus and from the presence of the Lord. Now, you might be saying, Pastor, it's not fair. 
It's not fair. Why are others blessed? Why, why do I see others rejoicing, smiling, blessed? They are prospering. It seems like they're doing great. They're fulfilling their ministry. They're finishing school. They are advancing. You know what I've learned, church? God, God is a fair God. God doesn't pick and choose. Oh, I'm going to bless him. You know what? All he's asking, hear me, church. Get in his presence. Seek his face. Hear me. In his presence, you will know his will. The Holy Spirit will direct you, will guide you, take you where he wants you to be. And I never forget, because that was the first time I ever heard it, uh, a saying that Sister Nellie said when um, she was moving from up north, down south. She, I remember she told me this. Or she said in front of the church, she says, when you are in God's will, he always pays the bills. And you know what, church? It's the truth. When you are in his presence seeking his will and you obey what God wants, what he wants for you to do, God will always take care of the bill. What do I mean by that? That means that in him, in God, in Jesus, in his presence, God always supplies. God always blesses. God always comes through. That's why you rejoice. That's why you praise God. That's why you give him glory, honor. Why? Because you are in the will of God. That's what the Bible says. The Bible don't lie. God don't lie, church. The Bible says the blessing of the Lord makes one rich and he adds no sorrow with it. When God blesses you, he makes you rich in him and he adds, hear me what it says, he adds no sorrow but see, when you're not doing God's will where God wants you to be, guess what? You are out of God's will and you will live a life of sorrow. Because Jonah might have thought, you know what, look, I paid for the ticket. This is God's will. No, 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 no. God told them before the ticket. You're not going to Tarsus. You're, you're going, you're supposed to go to Nineveh. That's where I want you. See, the Bible says, hear me. Psalm 16, it says, look, church. I'm speaking to you as a shepherd to the sheep. Listen to what the Holy Spirit is speaking to you. Listen 
Like it says in Revelations, he who has ear, hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying. The Bible says, Psalm 16, you will show me the path of life. Who will? God. God. Then he says, in your presence is fullness of joy. In his presence. It doesn't say a little bit. No dice poquito. It says. Is his fullness. Of joy. See. In his presence. God will show you. The path of life. Look church. Don't worry. Don't worry about. Who has what. What they wear, what they drive, where you live. What's most important is that you be in his will. Because in his will, you will always be full of joy. Why? Because you are in his presence. (laughs) Moses, Moses knew. Because God spoke to him and Moses says, I'm going to take that. The Bible says in Exodus 33, verse 14 and 15, it says, And he said, God speaking to Moses, My presence will go with you. Oh, I love this. He says, My presence will go with you. And then God tells Moses, And here it is, church, I will give you rest. That, that's, that was my point earlier when I said, that's why a lot of people don't rejoice. You're not in his rest. You're not resting, man. You're fighting it. You're struggling. And you're trying to prove. You're trying to do it with your own strength. That I'm okay. That everything is okay. But the reality is that you're not okay. You don't have rest. Everything, everything around you bothers you. You're mad at everybody. Get in his presence, church. Hear me, what I'm saying. Get in his presence. If you have to shut down Facebook, shut it off. Get in his presence. Seek him. If you have to turn off the TV, turn it off. Get in his presence. If you have to get away from certain people, get away from certain people. God's presence, his direction is more important than trying to please man. Trying to please people. Trying to please him. Trying to please her. No, 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 no. The one you need to please is the God Almighty. The one who paid the price for your life, your salvation. And when God told Moses, hey, my presence is going to go with you and you're going to find rest. You know what Moses said? He says right there in verse 15. And Moses responded, if your presence does not go with us, do not bring us up from here. Hallelujah. And what I like about Moses is that he said us. He didn't say himself. He says us. Your presence doesn't go with us. Do not bring us up 
from here. I'm going to finish right in church. Don't worry. Hear me out. You could do it on your own. Obeying and saying, enough is enough, Lord. You are speaking to me. And God will honor you for that. But if you're still stubborn and you say, Lord, I still want to go to Tarsus. I don't want to go to Nineveh. The Bible says in verse 4, but the Lord, who does it say? It says the Lord. It doesn't say Satan. It says, but the Lord sent out a great wind on the sea, and there was a mighty tempest on the sea. Look what it says, church. So that the ship was about to be what? Was about to be what? Man, that just tell me you're not looking at the scriptures. Broken up. The ship, the storm was so strong, a mighty tempest on the sea that the ship was about to be broken up. Lord Church, my advice for you is that you say, you know what, Lord? Here I am, Lord, send me. Before that one thing that you don't want to let go of be broken up. How many know God knows how to break and restore? God knows how to break and restore. Now, this is a message the Lord gave me since Saturday. He can break, and God is also restored. But why wait for God to break something when he's waiting on you? And it says, the mariners, who are they? These are the ones, they don't serve the real Hebrew God. The God of Abraham. Isaac and Jacob, it says, the mariners were afraid. And every man cried out to who? To their God. And threw the cargo that was in the ship into the sea. See, here's the thing, church. And, and this is, when I read that, it go, this is the problem many times. We, 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 we start throwing off things away from our lives, but we, we're not going straight to the root. Oh, well, I'll cover this one up with a little band-aid right here. I'll take this one off. But the big cut, we need surgery. We're not getting to that. So we, this, I'll, this I'll, I'll throw away this, I'll, I'll put away uh, maybe this. No, 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 church. Come on. You know already. You're, you're, you're not a kid no more. The Holy Spirit is telling you what to do. 
Cut it. Cut it. Get to the root. Go straight to the root. Well, I used to smoke 10 joints, and now I'm just going to do three. No, 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 no. Cut the whole thing off. Come on, church. And, and you know why they did that? Because they want, the Bible says, they wanted to lighten the load. Come on. And where was Jonah? Jonah paid for the ticket. Jonah is in the ship. But the Bible says, but Jonah, there it goes that word again, had gone down into, the Bible says, into the lowest parts of the ship. May the Lord help us, church. We don't go to the lowest parts of the ship. You know what happens when you go to the lowest, to the lowest? The Bible says, and I'm speaking figuratively, spiritually. It says, he laid down. In other words, he went to the lowest parts of the ship. He went and rested, and the Bible says, and was fast asleep. He was asleep. We don't want to get there, church, where you're asleep spiritually. What do I mean by that? One, we're not sensitive to the Holy Spirit. No more conviction. We don't care. We don't care. We lose the fear of God. I don't care if I serve God or not. I don't care if I go to church. I don't care if this and that. That's what Jonah, that's what he, it's showing us right there. Jonah is that he was what? He went asleep. That, that tells me that he didn't care. He didn't care what was about to happen in the ship. He was, he went to the lowest parts. Now think about it, church. He says, I'm going to Tarsus, 2,500 miles. He gets on the boat, pays for the ticket. Now he goes to the lowest parts of the ship to rest and then he falls asleep quick. Now I'm going to stop right there, church, because I'm going to continue on Sundays. Again, church, the fall doesn't happen overnight. Little steps. But don't, don't forget about this church. God is a God of restoration. Seek him. And as we're going to take communion this morning, go to the Lord reverently. May the Lord help us. Please stand, church. Hallelujah. Jonah was sleeping when he should have been calling on God. 
And the saddest thing is that he served the true God. But he was not calling on God. Thank you for joining us for today's message at New Generation Church. For more information, visit us at ecngchurch.com.